A lot of uh, a lot of literary degrees went into decoding that name. Imagine a world filled with good and evil. Sometimes orphanages burn down. Yeah, like... Also, I thought we had a thing. <laughs> and yes, I am evil, but world with wonder. Well, it was a wizard pig. And now it's a mundane pig. <laughs> now it's just a pig. And mysterious obstacles. Caffeinated bricks. Where spirits roam. We need to, to figure out who the ghost and the ghost part are, and then we just, just get started and see what happens. Kingdoms rise. Dracula's empire is, like, expanding, which is not great. And dangers lurk. Like, it's beautiful women who are actually seals, and they will steal your skin. Three doctors of English will dare to invent new movie adventures in one podcast episode. This is Plot Device, Season 4. Welcome to Plot Device. I'm Reg. I'm Matt. I'm Neil. (laughs) We are doing uh, yet another quarantine episode. So if we crosstalk and mumble and have some bad audio, that's why. I guess the 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 ideas, though. The alternative would be... are always good. Oh, sorry. The nice thing is about me talking over you is you can just mute me right out because I'm on a separate track altogether. I was going to say, though, the uh, the alternative would be like we go outside sitting six feet away from each other with like the breeze and everything and do do plot device. Just way, shouting plot device shouting edition. <laughs> so we uh, have a, a really exciting pitch or a pitch at least I'm really excited for. Um, it has a title and everything. It's called Godzilla, the Curse of Mothra Island. Godzilla has defeated its arch nemesis Rodan and saved Earth from destruction, but the epic battle has left a powerful kaiju on death's doorstep. In order to save Godzilla, Mothra takes a group of humans to the island where it is from in order to retrieve an artifact that can heal Godzilla and make it even stronger. But retrieving the artifact means facing the deadly island creatures and the curse that comes with using the artifact. And that pitch comes to us uh, from friend of the show, Matt Gooch and clan. Local talent, local voice talent, Matt Gooch. Yeah. Voice over actor extraordinaire. AKA Matt Gooch. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. How can we forget? This is a, I didn't know. I don't know a ton about Godzilla. Probably the, the same things that most of the public knows about. Is Mothra a giant moth? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Got it in one. Well, (laughs) a lot of uh, of literary degrees went into decoding that name. (laughs) (laughs) Is Mothra from an island? Yes, apparently. Um, I I don't know if we want to get deep into this. Uh, a few months ago, I watched uh, almost all of these giant Japanese monster movies. But, well, tell uh, us. Yeah, Ma- Mothra comes. Mothra comes from an island uh, where uh, she uh, is worshipped as a, a goddess of some kind, and yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I, those movies don't really have continuity so much as costumes. <laughs> well. I think it's an excuse to do a uh, cool Indiana Jones type uh, artifact theft on an island. Yeah. Populated by monsters. It's Godzilla Skull Fracture Island. 
so from the pitch, we uh, we begin with Mothra, but also the group of human adventurers or explorers or cryptozoologists or whoever um, who are going to be on the team. So that's mm-hmm. probably where we should start, right? Or maybe before we do characters, we should think uh, generically how we want to approach this. Hmm. Straight up, sincere sort of kaiju movie, um, something tongue-in-cheek, uh, rom-com. What do you guys think? I liked your idea of like a sort of Indiana Jones adventure style movie. And then maybe a little kaiju uh, mixed in there or thrown in at the end. Yeah, I, I think if you make this kind of thing too campy, it can just fall apart. So I think uh, the Indiana Jones tone of it is a little bit of tongue in cheek, but it's pretty sincere. I think that's a good way to go about it. I like it too. And I think that's the pitch sort of is built with enough story engine that it gives us the opportunity to build like a cool um, adventure type movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, built in MacGuffin. Like, yeah. Just trying to find I a think, thing. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that uh, I appreciate that this pitch is very clear that there is a curse and it's really important, but not what the curse is, which is actually really good story wise. Yeah. Yeah, that... we know there's a curse. There's a curse, and you get cursed if you use it, but is it that Godzilla gets cursed if he, or it, sorry, uh, receives the power of the artifact, or is it the person who wields the artifact? I guess that's for us to decide. Yeah, and the idea that Godzilla gets even stronger when cured, like, that's potentially uh, catastrophic. Yeah. Especially if he got cursed and grew stronger. Yeah. Mm. I assume the curse is that if you use it, Godzilla becomes your best friend forever. <laughs> Just always wants to hang out. Comes over to your house, destroys the city leading to your house. I don't know. He wants to split the groceries 50-50. Godzilla, you <laughs> clearly eat more Cheerios. <laughs> Godzilla! <laughs> Milk is a shared expense, Godzilla. <laughs> uh, let's not do that though that's a terrible yeah. idea so <laughs> uh yeah i so we have a kind of tone do we want to start with these characters to sketch them out really quickly yeah let's do that we've got a trusty whiteboard here uh, Reg, I liked your mention of the idea of a cryptozoologist of some kind, because I imagine one thing that would happen if Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan were real is that people who have spent their entire lives arguing that Bigfoot exists would be like, oh, forget Bigfoot. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Bigger feet. Bigger feet. Bigger feet. So it's a cryptozoologist who... Who, who what it was her name is uh nancy green and she is a cryptozoologist good she's an expert in um arcane megafauna okay that's her thing like can you imagine though if you spent decades of your life being that one like ridiculous person out there who's on the fringe of science being like guys it's possible the dinosaurs survived and then like Godzilla is real. Can you even imagine? Wow. I All can't. the I told you so's. 
yeah, yeah I, don't, I think you'd be too smug to even go on TV and talk about it to the many people who would want to interview you. I'm trying to think about examples where someone has, you know, been exactly right on a conspiracy theory, but I, nothing really comes to mind. I think we should have... I guess there's that whole thing where Nora F... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we should have a, um, since, since you mentioned that in the, in the films, which have a hard canon to them, um, that the Mothra's Island, there are people that worship Mothra. Maybe we should have an anthropologist who studies, you know, ancient civilizations or religious civilizations. That's a really good idea. Maybe it could be Nancy's Green's twin. Ooh, okay. Oh, I don't like, know. Uh, do you? I don't know if you know this, but twins are kind of meaningful in the Mothra movies, weirdly. Of course, I knew that, that's Neil. A, Jeez. No, <laughs> that's I, a really weird thing to have randomly hit on, but okay. Like Nancy and Nicholas Green. So Nicholas Green is an anthropologist. Okay. okay. And he's always been the favorite kid because he's always been the one who studied real things. Yeah. <laughs> but then Nancy got that huge book deal after Godzilla was discovered the i told you so godzilla is real book yeah anthropology the most legitimate of all sciences <laughs> yeah parents are always pressuring their kids to become anthropologists <laughs> so we probably need some sort of uh fixer or guide of some kind well can yeah. we do like a salty old sea captain can we yeah could we possibly avoid doing a salty old sea captain? <laughs> Do we have a choice? Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, someone who... They, they don't believe in any of this stuff, but they also don't care. They're just in it for the money. I'm just making Han Solo now, so I don't... Maybe not that, but... Uh, I think uh, older Japanese Han Solo is an excellent character. <laughs> idea. Like, just, that's a superb character. Okay. What's a good old Japanese name? Yoshi? Yoshi's like a mechanic also. You know, he, anything that related to boats in the sea. He's good with nets. Yeah. I don't know. He's a man of the earth, by which I mean a man of the sea. <laughs> which is 75% of the earth. So he technically, he's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the man of the earth. The technically planet. correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> Do we need I'm I'm also wondering how these people connect to Mothra. Why would Mothra choose them? Or is that because of Nancy? I just wonder if we need like an an intermediary who connects Mothra to the to the group, but that could be Nancy easily. Well, I think it would be interesting if there was someone who because I, I imagine it would be controversial, the idea of healing Godzilla, as we were sort of talking about. So maybe there's someone who for some reason really latches on to this mission. Like an eccentric billionaire or something. Oh yeah. Who's like, I'm gonna heal Godzilla. Someone's gotta fund this. Yeah. So or like, an eccentric bureaucrat can be either one. So like Jeff Musk or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the group of, of adventurers needs uh one of mothra's worshipers maybe that's the way in mm. oh that's, that's a really good, good idea. idea yeah someone from the island who somehow left in some way 
and I don't know if this uh, works canonically or if this is a good idea, but I want to avoid the the trope of the the, the savage indigenous people. Mm. Um, it, it, so often in, in the movies are, are sort of cannon fodder or looked down upon. And I'm wondering if we want perhaps there to Mothra to be worshipped by like a group of uh, like North American religious cultists. Sure. Okay. Yeah. To, to sort of avoid falling into that trap. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mothra lives in the island in the middle of Milwaukee somewhere. And a bunch <laughs> of old hippies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like hippies. Like actually. Cruise. How, okay. To keep our geography straight here. What if the island is like, it's in the like Aleutian chain in Alaska or something. Sure. Like it's technically, it's like the southernmost part of Alaska or something, or some nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I really like that idea though. So it's more like a. So it's like the Dharma yeah, Initiative like in Lost style. or something like that, right? Like. Yeah. 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 Like some I- really idealistic uh, environmentalists. Yeah. Okay. They ended up becoming cultists. <clears throat> you can get Dennis Hopper to play the eccentric hippie. <laughs> lived on the island. So Dennis, Dennis is our hippie. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> so so far we have uh cryptozoologist and anthropologist who are also twins. Uh the uh crusty old captain, uh the billionaire who's funding it and the hippie who gets them to the island. Do we need anyone else to round out this crew? I think that's pretty good for a crew. They don't all have to be there at once like they could meet Dennis on the island for example. Mothra yeah. is presumably around. Does Mothra talk? Do any of the kaiju talk? They don't talk. I mean, Ma- Ma- the thing that is interesting is Mothra's emissaries are these two tiny twin women. <laughs> They're like, that's what's so weird about what you said. Oh, in the movie. Uh, yeah, so they, they have these these two. No, the real of... Mothra mask. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. it's never translated to the movies for some reason, but the historical Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're these two... Um, small sort of fairy-like women who speak for Mothra, uh, which is pretty campy. Mm-hmm. Throw that out there. So, but I know I like the idea that maybe Mothra as a religious figure sort of has interpreters yeah. of Mothra's will. So is it maybe like, I guess it could be Dennis, but maybe if it's someone else. Well, I mean, Nancy is the one who studied them, so maybe Nancy can understand. Because somehow they have to know that Mothra wants them to try to find this artifact. We also have to figure out why they can't just go to the artifact. Um, Right. And then we have to figure out the whole curse thing. So, like, Mothra is taking them to this island on purpose, so they seem to have some way to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that maybe Dennis comes with like claiming to be Mothra's messenger. And maybe we could discover part way through the movie that Dennis isn't necessarily completely forthcoming and truthful. Yeah. Okay. Mm, after all, Dennis spelled backwards is sinned. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's a bad guy. I don't, I don't know. He doesn't have to be. I mean, wow. I'm trying to do other names backwards now. It doesn't work out very well. <laughs> Nancy's pretty bad. <laughs> Iknan. Uh, okay. So we've got our tone. We're doing an adventure movie. Um, we've got our cast of characters. Uh, do we want to think of an inciting incident or uh, sort of opening 
gambit before we dive in? Well, one thing that I like about this story is that it opens in the aftermath of a different story. And I always think that's like a strong place to start because I think the idea of Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan is so kind of obvious and clear cut. I, you could start, you know, two minutes after an imaginary Godzilla movie. Yeah, I like that I think a lot. maybe just start in the like literal aftermath of this happening. Like you just see Rodan's skeleton flying past the moon and then you're done. <laughs> well, even we could see what happens to like Godzilla's body after being knocked yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like smash cut to like a week later when all these construction workers are just like trying to get the tarp over the body. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah, because we're... See, like a... Where's oh, Godzilla? Where is Godzilla going to be during this movie? Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a good twist to have it be somewhere else in the Pacific Rim. Also, I'm wondering if maybe the inciting incident, uh, as you're suggesting, Reg, is that they discover that Godzilla is still alive. Mm, yeah, like maybe comatose but alive, as they're trying to move his body from you know off of Pike Place or something. <laughs> Well, I like the idea that uh, one of uh, Jeff Musk's employees would come and, uh, you know, offer to take it off FEMA's hands or something. Yeah. At a government agency that's completely ill-equipped to dealing with a giant monster. Um, <laughs> someone, a, a trillionaire who's willing to spend money like crazy, and they're happy to let him take the monster off their hands. Yeah. But, yeah, he realizes, or, or the... Uh, the person they have studying the monster, Brent Spiner in a scarf, maybe realizes <laughs> that uh, it's still alive. Yeah. And why do they need? Why do they? I guess they would all have their own motivation for keeping Godzilla alive. But I assume the normal reason is there's all these kaiju, and Godzilla protects humanity from them. Is that typical? Yeah, because I think in the story that we just heard, right, Godzilla has defeated. <clears throat> this horrible menace right so maybe I, I maybe people have mixed feelings about godzilla but there's enough goodwill that it kind of makes sense i have three theories one jeff musk wants to use godzilla to deliver packages very very quickly because <laughs> he can throw them places really fast yeah. <laughs> two he wants some sort of park where he can fill it with large creatures Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I, this is a very original idea. Maybe we could do a different movie on this. Perhaps it yeah. wouldn't be monsters. Maybe dinosaurs. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming. It's like that um, movie, Dinotopia. <laughs> <laughs> but third, I was thinking that what if the reason that the government's okay with um, the billionaire taking it is they want Godzilla to protect people, but they don't trust Godzilla, so they want to find some way to control Godzilla. Mm. That's good to weaponize Godzilla. Yeah, that's really good. I like I like that for sure. It also ties like it gives it a bit of an eighties edge to this, which is fine. Yeah. Like the uh, it's all about um, seizing an asset. Yeah, it's just like all those dolphins we trained to assassinate Castro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the by the way, that did. was real. I was going to say real. Oh, <laughs> the things they did to try to kill Castro. <laughs> Okay. Yet. Um, okay, that makes sense to me then. So, is there anything else we need to do, or do we we pretty much have a sense? Uh, how I think we've got a. I, how does this? Sorry, go ahead. How do these guys? How does everyone come together? Like, I uh, think the movie could begin. So after we have our uh, one week later, 
um, we could do all the um, the adventurers being brought together by by the eccentric billionaire, okay. and then they get the exposition, yeah. which would introduce the audience to the uh, the stakes and everything um, in like the second or third scene. That makes yeah, that sense makes to sense. me. So, so it sounds like we're pretty much ready to um, get into the plot. Okay, so next week on Plot Device, we'll tell you the story of how a group of ragtag adventurers try to save Godzilla's life. <laughs>